I'm on my way. Tell everyone to... Something under his foot went crunch. Logan froze on the doorstep, mobile phone clamped to his ear. He slid his shoe to one side and curled his top lip. Not again. Three little bones lay on the concrete slab, tied together with a tatty piece of red ribbon. A hissing whisper came from the other end of the phone. Seriously, Gov, Pukey Pete's having ferrets up here. It's, I said, I'm on my way. Logan stuck the phone against his chest and scowled out at the caravan park in the growing gloom. Bulky, static caravans, the size of shipping containers, all painted a uniform institution green. A patrol car idled on the square of tarmac that acted as a turning circle, its blue and white strobing in the warm late evening air. The driver hunched forward in his seat, peering out through the windscreen at Logan, working his hands back and forth along the steering wheel as if he was trying to feel it up. No sign of the little buggers. Logan kicked the broken bones off the step into the straggly ivy growing up the side of his home, then took a deep breath and bellowed it out. I know where you live, you wee shites! Back to the phone. I mean, he's gone off on one before, but no like this. He's... If he's screwing up the scene, arrest him. If not, just hold his bloody hand till I get there. Logan stomped over to the patrol car and threw himself into the passenger seat. Hold on the belt. Drive! The PC put his foot down. The sun was a scarlet smear across the horizon, filling the patch of rough ground with blood and shadow. Trees loomed around the periphery, their branches filled with clacks and caws as the rooks settled in for the night. Grey and black hulks dotted the clearing, burned out cars, their paint stripped away, seats a sagging framework of rusty wire, the tyres turned into gritty, vitrified puddles. A cordon of blue and white police tape was strung between the vehicles, making a twenty-foot no-man's land around the scene's examination branches' inner cordon of crime scene, yellow and black. Three SEB technicians knelt in the dirt, poking at something, their white Tyvek oversuits glowing pink in the twilight. Logan wrinkled his nose. The rancid stench of vomit fought against the greasy scent of burned meat and rendered fat like a barbecue with food poisoning. Where's the pathologist? One of the techs, a short arse with fogged-up safety goggles, finished scraping something dark and sticky into an evidence bag, then pointed her gloved finger at the other side of the crime scene tape. There was another figure in the full Smurf outfit, hunched over a bucket, making retching noises, his back convulsing with every stomach-wrenching heave. The short tech peeled her face mask off, exposing a circle of shiny pink skin and thin-lipped mouth. Poor wee bugger. Can't blame him, really. Nearly lost a white pudding supper myself. She puffed out a breath, hauled at the elasticated hood of her suit. Christ, it's hot in here. You call for backup? A nod. The ice queen's en route as we speak. The tech pinged her face mask back into place. You want to take a sneak peek? We've got as much as we're going to before they move the body. How bad is it? She peeled off her gloves and snapped on a fresh pair. What? And spoil the thrill of finding out for yourself? Then she set off across an elevated walkway. Metallic stepping stones, like upturned tea trays on tiny legs, keeping their blue plastic booties from contaminating the scene. It led away between a couple of burned-out hatchbacks, disappearing behind the blackened skeletal remains of a Renault Clio. 
a dark curl of smoke twisted up into the sky on the other side. Logan adjusted his safety goggles, zipped up his oversuit, and zwip-swapped after her. The walkway clanged beneath his feet. The rancid barbecue smell got worse. And then they were there. Christ. His stomach lurched two steps to the right, then crashed back again. He swallowed hard, blinked, cleared his throat. What do we know? Not much. Victim's male, we think. Another shrug. He's been chained to what looks like a section of that modular metal shelving stuff, the kind you get in your garage, been hammered into the ground like a stake. The victim was kneeling on the hard, packed earth, his legs tucked under his bum. His bright orange overalls were stained around the legs and waist, blackened across his chest and flecked with little glittering tears of vitrified rubber. Someone had forced his head and right arm through the middle of a tyre, so it sat across his body like a sash, then set fire to it. It was still burning. A small tongue of greasy flame licked up the side of the rubber. The SEB tech groaned. Bloody hell. She hauled a fire extinguisher from a blue plastic crate, pointed the nozzle and squeezed the handle. A whoosh of white hid the poor bastard's face from view for a moment but when the CO2 cleared, he appeared again in all his tortured glory. His skin was swollen and blistered, scorched crimson, the eyes cooked to an opaque white, teeth bared, yellowed and cracked, hair gone, patches of skull and cheekbone poking through charred flesh. Don't be sick, don't be sick. Logan cleared his throat, looked out over the graveyard of burned-out cars. Deep breaths. The long corrugated metal roof of Thainston Mart was just visible between the trees in the distance, what sounded like Tom Jones belting out it's not unusual at a disco or corporate bash, dancing and boozing it up into the wee small hours. And when they were gone, some poor sod would be up all night, clearing up all the spent party poppers and empty bottles before the next livestock auction. The SEB tech thumped the fire extinguisher back into the crate. It's the rubber in the tyre, once it gets up to temperature, it's almost impossible to stop the damn thing from catching again. Get it off him. The tire? She gave a wee spluttering laugh. Before the Ice Queen gets here. Dr. Forsyth. Pukey Pete won't even look at the poor sod. She sagged a bit. Shame. It was nice having a pathologist you could actually talk to. Now the tire wasn't burning anymore. Other smells elbowed their way through Logan's face mask. Excrement. Urine. He took a step back. The tech nodded. Stinks, doesn't he? Mind you, if it was me, if someone did that to me, I'd shit myself too. Must have been terrified. A voice cut through the still evening air, one of those sing-song Highlands and Islands accents. Inspector McRae! Hello! Logan turned. A woman stood behind the outer cordon of blue and white police tape. Her grey linen suit creased like an elephant's scrotum. Inspector! She was waving at him, as if he was headed off somewhere nice on a train, not standing on a little metal walkway beside a man who'd burned to death. Logan picked his way along the clanking tea trays until he was in the blue and white area again, peeled back his hood, took off his safety goggles, then crumpled up his face mask and stuck it in a pocket. The woman squinted at him, pulled a pair of glasses from a big leather handbag and slipped them on, 
tucking a nest of brown curls behind her ears. Inspector McCree! I'm sorry, miss, we're not giving interviews to the press right now, so... I was first attending officer. She stuck her hand out for shaking. Detective Sergeant Lorna Chalmers. A smile. Just transferred down from Northern. I'm investigating that off-licence ram raid in Inverurie yesterday, looking for the Range Rover they nicked to do the job. No, no idea. But it explained the accent. Logan snapped off his purple nitrile gloves. You get the cordon set up. And the duty doctor, the SEB, or whatever it is they're called this week, and the pathologist too, original and replacement. Cocky. Logan struggled out of the top half of his oversuit, then leaned back against the remains of a VW polo. The bonnet wasn't just warm beneath his bum, it was hot. Dias Chalmers pulled out a police-issue notebook and flipped it open. Call came in at 8.20, anonymous. Well, mobile phone, but it's a pay-as-you-go disposable. Unidentified male said there was a bloke on fire with a tie around his neck in that, out by Thainston Mart. Frown. Why didn't the local station take it? She grinned, showing off sharp little teeth. You snooze, you lose. Cocky and ambitious with it. Well, if that's the way she wanted to play it. He swept an arm out at the collection of burned-out vehicles. I need you to get every car here identified. I want names, addresses and criminal records of the owners on my desk first thing tomorrow morning. She gave him a stiff-lipped smile and a nod. I am determined nothing will stop me. I'm on it, Gov. Good. Logan pushed himself off the VW Polo. And you can start with this one. Or didn't you notice it was still warm? The smile slipped. It is? Ah, it's... Was it burning when you got here? I don't... Details, Sergeant, they're important. Only I was... I thought the dead man... I was getting everything sorted and... A blush pricked across her cheeks. Sorry, sir.